Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log. I am your host, Lex Anderson, People Sportscaster, here to talk about NFL Week 1 with the recap and the predictions for Week 2. So all the testing and logistics seem to be great. But first and foremost, I would like to come out here and explain the reason why I am out here on YouTube doing this live. And the reason why I am out here on YouTube doing this live stream is because on TikTok, where you can find me at Sports Opinion Log, I had repurposed my content from TikTok. One, I post through Facebook Reels, which in turn shares to my Instagram story. And with that being said, I repurpose my TikToks onto YouTube where I put them in my shorts. And I have a TikTok from Coco Golf, who I have much love to. Coco Golf, US Open champion, which I, the prophet, had decreed that she would win it all way back in August. And that TikTok is sitting on 4 million views. And the trickle effect of that was that I continued to make U.S. Open TikToks about Coco Golf, which has, what's with these pop-up notifications? Come on now. Don't hate on your boy. Anyway, I had made Coco Golf TikToks, which as a result are averaging at least 5,000 views or more. So when I was uploading my other content onto YouTube, I saw, lo and behold, that I, who had had a thousand more videos than subscribers, I now have 2.91k subscribers and 2.2 thousand videos. So I am celebrating the fact that I have surpassed my subscribers to videos ratio thanks in part again to Coco Golf winning the US Open which in turn boosted the viewers and subscribers here on YouTube so looking at the numbers Coco Golf Queen of Queens 46,000 1.9 thousand 6.2 thousand 10,000, 1.4,000, 2.4,000. And I still have one that's still circulating out there. Let me see. Yeah, 46, 1.9, 6.2, 2 .4, 9, 000, 1.8,000, 1.7,000. 5.3,000. Wow, I have an NBA one, 11,000. Not bad. Okay, so my collages seem to be doing pretty good. 11,000, 2.5K. And then the one that's still getting... Ah, I got 1.9 on a CM Punk. Screw CM Punk, he's a bum. I'm glad he got fired and is out of AEW. Lord have mercy. And it's funny, the early ones were actually in the hundreds. But then we got 27,000, 7.1,000, 5.3,000, 5.4,000, 5.3,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000, 5.4,000,
436,000. So you know what? I'm going to hang my hat. Shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury for giving me this Yankee fitted, which celebrates the rivalry, New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, the greatest rivalry in Major League Baseball. So it's all good. Wow, what's this? Is this another Coco Golf? Okay, no, skipping Shannon 4.9, 2.3. So if there's any advice that I could give to anybody out there who is a content creator, which I learned on TikTok, repurpose your content. If you have any social media platforms, you should share all your content across all the social media platforms because a TikTok that's sitting on 4 million is doing 436,000 here on YouTube. And I don't even have to care about Facebook Reels. I don't have to care about Instagram. And so that is why I, I am here doing this little test run. I see I have to add thumbnails and I can make a trailer. So the show, the lives will get bigger and they will get better. So if you are here, I thank you for taking the journey. But at the end of the day, it's also the inspiration of people like Tyler Perry, who said that when he first started doing his Medea shows, the only people who came were family and friends. And look at him now. Look at him now. He's sitting on his own damn studio. Supposedly, there are rumors that he'll buy BET. But anyway, I digress as this is tied into my podcast, which you could find me at Sports Opinion Log on Spotify or Google Podcasts. And I'm going to try to make a little podcast thing here, but it's asking me for all these different things. And I'm like, we'll save that for another day. Anyway, NFL week one in the books. Actually, I'm going to switch this hat out. Shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury for gifting me with this hat. Again, Yankees, Red Sox, rain delay. So there will not be a game or I should say rain delay. The game has been postponed. So always keeping it fresh with the Yankee fitted and keeping it neutral because I'll be talking about a whole lot of sports like last night, NXT, WWE, Tiffany Stratton, no longer at the tiffy top. She lost to Becky Lynch, who is now a Grand Slam champion. And from what I read, they said that all four horsewomen are Grand Slam champions. NXT, Raw, SmackDown, women's champions. So uh, hopefully Tiffany Stratton will get the call up to the main roster. And I hope and pray that they do not ruin the persona that she has created for herself because that would be a big disservice to sport fan to you know WWE wrestling fans all over the world. And just like a couple of days ago on Wall Street, we know TKO is TKO Endeavor has the UFC and WWE under their umbrella. And of course, you know, our US government does nothing as they create this sports monopoly to soak us for every single dollar. So there is something that uh, I had read. UFC senior executive Lawrence Epstein says that they're hoping to host UFC and WWE major events on the same weekend in one city and try to sell this as a bundle deal. Now, they could do whatever they want. It's clearly their business. 
But the one thing I'm not going to do is I am not going to pay for a PLE, right? That's the new acronym, Premium Live Events. I was reading that on WWE side, they wanted to pull the PLEs out of Peacock and and make customers pay to watch a PLE. And I'm here to tell you, I am not spending a goddamn dollar to see a PLE when it's a part of Peacock, which technically they still have two years left on that deal. So if they pull it, I guess I won't be watching any more PLEs. And I'm definitely not going to pay a premium live event fee to watch two nights of WrestleMania. I might the blessing of, well, not the blessing, well, the blessing in terms of the businessman is that WrestleMania used to be one night, but due to COVID, they made it two nights. And now that WWE sees that people will pay for either one or both nights, they are sticking with that format. And I am here to say right now, I'm not giving WWE a goddamn dollar if they take the PLEs away from Peacock and try to force us to pay separately for that. Because it's bad enough that UFC outside of Disney, which has raised the prices of the of their pay-per-views, the pay-per-views used to be $50. Now they're $80. Like, I'm not paying you $80 for a UFC pay-per-view that has no title fights. Or you're going to give one title fight. You need to give two title fights. And then I read about all the bonuses that are going around here. At least from what I saw on the platform known as X. That's what I call it. Some people call it Twitter. I will call it the platform known as X. That everybody's getting big bonuses. Triple H got $5 million. Tony Khan got $15 million. But yet the UFC... Their fighters are still getting, what, $50,000 in fight bonuses? It should be $100,000. No, it should be $200,000 because UFC is now a billion-dollar business. But thankfully, there are fighters taking UFC to court for trying to monopolize the entire business of MMA to keep fighters' pay low, which is wrong. You're seeing billions of dollars. So if someone's getting a knockout of the night, knockout of the night, fight of the night, submission of the night, pony up the money, 100000 250000 you clearly have the money. But as we see across social media, big businesses just want our dollars to line their pockets with. As I continue to digress, but bear with me. This is the first live, so this is more of a freestyle. So we're gonna, I'm going to go in, I guess, chronological order, starting with the Thursday night football game, obviously, in which I had said that it would be the Chiefs beating the Lions, but everybody talked about the new-look Lions and that there was a reason why they gave them the first game in Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Lions definitely held up their part, upsetting and ruining the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration. 21 zip, sorry, 21 to 20 final score. 
And of course, post game, there was a lot of holding calls that the referees did not call against the Kansas City Chiefs in favor of the Lions, which is crazy. But then again, at the end of the day, the NFL is labeled as sports entertainment. But it's still bad for the product that you give the Lions a primetime slot on Thursday night football only for them, only for your NFL referees to turn a blind eye to what they saw. They got to get it together. The NFL wants your money. They want your ticket money. They want your parking money. They want your concession money. But yet, oh, and they definitely want your gambling money. But yet they won't do right by the fans. The beauty of this too is that I actually get to use my iPad while scrolling through this stuff. So bear with me. So the Lions are 1-0 for the first time since 2017 and it's the first time they beat a defending Super Bowl champion since 1997 and I'm happy for the Lions they needed this victory more than anybody honestly also no Travis Kelsey hyperextended knee and everybody's favorite punching bag Kadarius Tony, who had I believe three to four drops the announcers were saying four some people are saying three. I saw a highlight or low light reel and I saw four drops. So it is what it is. Patrick Mahomes was slapping his hands against his helmet. It was quite hilarious. But for anyone that forgot, it was way back in 2008 that the Detroit Lions were the only team in the NFL to go winless under the 16 game format. And let's face it, the Lions, their fan base, they only want the Thanksgiving Day game. And you know what? I did too. But when the Lions failed to get that one victory on Thanksgiving Day in 2008, I said to hell with the Lions, look for them to go winless on that horrible season, which was a horrible season going 0-16, but look at them now. Entering Arrowhead Stadium and ruining the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration. Long term, you got to think about Travis Kelsey and his health. And Patrick Mahomes, 5-0 on opening day. The streak is now broken. That is crazy. So yeah, I'm just going to go with the primetime games, and then we'll get into the Sunday games. So Sunday night football had the Dallas Cowboys annihilating the Giants in their house, MetLife Stadium, 40-0 final score. It's the worst shutout loss in the series between both teams. And you know what? The rain was torrential. The rain was torrential not only on Sunday, but on Monday when the New York Jets hosted the Bills. But I'll get to that in a minute. But the Cowboys defense, they were all over them. Tony Pollard, two short touchdown runs. Cowboys forced three turnovers and sacked Daniel Jones seven times. 
the only thing okay wait hold on in shutting down new york's supposedly improved offense uh the cowboys have now beaten the giants five straight times and 12 out of the last 13 games i definitely have to work on that lighting i noticed that when the cap is there like half light half dark bear with me let me see if i could move this light a little bit okay that looks a little bit better shout out to star from the star report shout out to galt's conditioning as being the inspiration for this and it was also the giants largest shutout loss topping the cowboys defeating them 35-0 back in 1995 in the season opener in the Meadowlands and it was the Cowboys biggest shutout victory in any game topping their 38-0 win over the Baltimore Colts in 1978 so being a sports historian I have to note that in the annals of sports history what had occurred to the New York Giants that fateful Sunday September 10th 2023 and, you know, I have to laugh, uh, not at the Giant fans, but I have to laugh at that bum, Chris Collinsworth, who talked about how Daniel Jones is a team leader because he's still out there in the fourth quarter running for his life. Chris Collinsworth needs to shut the fuck up because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, okay? Like, there's no reason to admire or respect a quarterback who is paid way more than he deserves in getting shut out that's crazy couldn't even kick a field goal as a matter of fact at one point the freaking cowboys were up on the giants 26-0 at halftime i honestly thought the cowboys were going to score 50 plus points. The Giants should definitely be grateful that it was only 40 0. The halftime shutout margin was the fourth most lopsided in week one for a home team, topping only the Bucks, trailing the Eagles 34 0 in 1988. The others were the Steelers down 30 0 versus the Browns in 89, and the Colts 27 0 versus the Rams in 1954. Wow. Yeah, the Giants really just couldn't hold on to the ball. The Giants were playing like they never played in MetLife Stadium before, to be honest with you. And then we're just going to segue to another horrific, no, a horrific situation for New York fans as the Jets defeated the Buffalo Bills 22-16 final score in overtime thanks to Xavier Gibson with the 65-yard punt return touchdown walk-off fashion. But however, sadly, as Ida Prophet had decreed, Aaron Rodgers, karma came for him. You can't jerk around a franchise, an organization like the Packers and their fan base about you're going to play or do you want to stay or do you want to leave? Do you want to play, stay, or leave? What 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 is it going to be? And ultimately, he finally finds his way out of Green Bay and only played four snaps 
and his season ended in 75 seconds as it was realized today is Wednesday, so that would be yesterday, Tuesday on the 12th, that he indeed suffered an Achilles tendon tear, a complete tear, and his season is over. It's over. Josh Allen falls to 0 and 5 in overtimes. He is turnover prone as he had not one, not two, but three interceptions on this Monday night. He seemed out of sorts. I'm sure Stephon Diggs is going to do something to cry his way out of Buffalo. I'm sure he's tired of Josh Allen and his antics. Not that it's Josh Allen's fault, but let's be real. Like Ida Prophet had decreed, Josh Allen on the cover of Madden is cursed. And how about the Jets, though? They get this win. It's the first time the New York Jets have won an overtime game on a special team's touchdown since the 2002 season opener against, guess who? You know who, the Buffalo Bills. Xavier Gibson, the third overtime punt return touchdown in NFL history. Who were the others? 2011, Patrick Peterson, 1995, Tamaric Vanover. And how about Jordan Whitehead, who had a contract incentive that he would get a quarter of a million dollars, 250K, if he had three interceptions in the season, and he had all three of those interceptions on that fateful Monday night. Of course, fateful for Josh Allen, not fateful for the Jets. However, there is also the horror with Aaron Rodgers. And you had such a beautiful opening. Aaron Rodgers, the spotlight was on him. 9-11, never forget because our government and the media will never let us forget about the terrorist attack that happened on American soil. So to have Aaron Rodgers out there with the flag... The stadium was dark. The spotlight was on him as he's running through the tunnel and onto the field. And it has crashed in a horrific fashion. And not just horrific. The ramifications for this are very big because, sadly, with the probability of having, or not even probability, the NFL schedule makers... They went in heavy on the New York Jets, and it has failed. And like Ida Prophet had decreed, the New York Jets are cursed. They've been cursed since Joe Namath won Super Bowl III back in 1969. And once again, I hate player injuries. No matter superstar, bench warmer, all injuries are bad injuries. Especially when you have a team like the Jets that invested so heavily in Aaron Rodgers playing, So he's gone on Monday Night Football. Then we have week four, Sunday Night Football, Kansas City at the New York Jets. Week nine, Thursday Night Football, Chargers at the Jets. 
Week 10, Sunday Night Football, Jets at Las Vegas Raiders. Week 12, Amazon Prime Video, Miami at New Jersey or at New York Jets, even though it's in MetLife Stadium, whatever. It's all one and the same. And then week 17, the last week of the season, Amazon Prime, Jets at Cleveland Browns. Thankfully, the NFL, there is like a contract with Sunday Night Football where they could probably do a game switch. No one cares to see Zach Wilson. And speaking of caring to see, I find it hilarious that that sports bar in Wisconsin was offering free drinks to any game that Aaron Rodgers starts and the Jets lose and he loses and you literally hear the people in Wisconsin, mind you, where Aaron Rodgers did play and he did bring in the Super Bowl, even though it was only one. They cheered for him or they or you know what? We can't determine what they're cheering for. Are they cheering under the premise of getting free booze? At the end of the day, those so-called sports fans cheering Aaron Rodgers going down, suffering an injury. Of course, it wasn't known until the following day that he's out for the season, but it just goes to show what day and age we live in where society is nothing but classless, narcissistic animals. Because there, there was this viral news report because the news reporters were there when the Jets won in overtime and the people who were in the bar had to pay their bar tab. And you, you see the stupid customers talking about, well, you know, you can't, who wants to pass up free booze? Who wants to pass up free alcohol? I can only hope that the bar owner locked the doors of that bar and made sure that they collected every damn dollar from whoever was in there. As a matter of fact, there was some corny ass dude who was drinking two beers at the same time like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a, that's a degenerate and a bum, in my opinion. So now going on to the Sunday games, which I'm going to basically fly through real quick, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers, because here's Sports Opinion Log representing Steel City from New York City. The Steelers at home got annihilated by the 49ers 30-7 to final score as Christian McCaffrey ran up and down the field all over and through the Steelers' defense. He had, excuse me, 22 touches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, the touchdown was the back-breaking 65-yard touchdown run. Brock Purdy, excuse me, two touchdowns. Kenny Pickett, way too many throws, 31 of 46, only 232 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Najee Harris, only six touches for 31 yards. That's not going to get the job done at all. But I do look for, or I look forward to the Steelers beating the brakes off the Cleveland Browns for Monday Night Football. Baltimore, 25-9 over the Houston Texans. Not surprising. Again, some games I'm going to go into, some games I'm not. 
Um, however, let's see. So I got that one wrong. Detroit did beat the Chiefs. I went with the Steelers, representing the Steel City from New York City. So that's a loss for me. I did pick the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Houston Texans 25-9, which they did. And it's going to be growing pains for anyone who's a starting quarterback because all the rookie starting quarterbacks lost in their season debut. And we could add C.J. Stroud to that list. 242 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Lamar Jackson didn't exactly light it up either, but, you know, the Baltimore Ravens do have that nasty defense that gets the job done. And the bigger thing here, Cleveland Browns 24, Bengals 3 in the Bengals season opener. Totally inexcusable. Totally disgusting. But at the end of the day, from what I read, the Browns are actually 5 or 6-1 over the Bengals. So, sadly, the Browns own the Bengals. But what makes this loss really bad is that Joe Burrow, who's the NFL's highest paid player, isn't living up to the contract. And then, of course, there's always the talk about contract discussions being a distraction. First of all, Joe Burrow signed a five-year deal worth $275 million with $219 million guaranteed. What's the what is the distraction? This is a business. You're supposed to go about doing your job. Jamar Chase, five catches for 39 yards, did nothing after talking garbage about the Cleveland Browns. In his own words, quote Jamar Chase, I'm mad because I called them elves and we just lost to some elves. I'm pissed on my part. He curses. I'm holding it on me. Close quotes. As well he should. Can Deshaun Watson show that he has something left after the Cleveland Browns basically ruined the NFL quarterback market by giving him all that money guaranteed $220 million that he did not deserve. Boy, I never thought I would have seen the day and age where we would have been in all this money for quarterbacks in 2023. $275 million? So what's funny is that not only did all the NFL rookie quarterbacks lose in their debut, but all the NFL quarterbacks that got big money they also lost Daniel Jones, Burrow, Justin Herbert. I'm going to get to him in a minute. Yay, I have a LinkedIn invitation. We'll get back to that later. What's all these funny things popping up? Ah, yes, my favorite punching bag, Kirk Cousins, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2017 final score. Will Justin Jefferson force his way out next but I am happy for Baker Mayfield in his debut I would have hoped that he would have stayed as a backup for the LA Rams but he believes he can be a starter he found a spot with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they go into Minneapolis and they beat the Vikings 2017 which is another loss on me 
thank God I don't play those suicide NFL things, you know, where you pick a team, uh, you pick a game for everyone to win, and it's like, if you miss one, you're eliminated. What what they call it? Yeah, I think they call them like suicide tournaments or something like that. It's crazy. Mayfield, two touchdown passes without a turnover. And as for Minnesota, three first half turnovers on Sunday. Absolutely terrible. Kirk Cousins, I'm coming for you. <laughs> New Orleans Saints over the Tennessee Titans, 16-15 final score. So hallelujah. That is definitely a win for me. As I said, the Saints at home are dangerous. So Derek Carr, his New Orleans Saints debut is a win. Despite him taking four sacks and throwing an interception, he pulled off the finish for a win, passing for 305 yards and a touchdown. And his 41-yard touchdown pass to Rashid Shahid on third and six in the final minute helped the Saints run out the clock that gave them the 16-5 victory. So sad. But the Saints defense was all over Ryan Tannehill's ass. Three sacks. And they stopped Tennessee on 10 of 12 third downs. That's not going to get the victory. That's not going to get the win. So sad. And then we have... Carolina losing to the Atlanta Falcons 24-10 final score. Again, once again, Bryce Young NFL debut not making it happen. And I really have no hopes for the Atlanta Falcons either. So, you know, let's face it. Some teams are going to be top tier. Some teams are going to be middle tier. And some teams are going to be lower tier. And those two teams are lower tiered. Jacksonville Jaguars over the Indianapolis Colts 31-21 just like I had said because Anthony Richardson is a rookie and there is no Jonathan Taylor. There's no Jonathan Taylor. At the end of the day, when you have a rookie quarterback, you need to give him stability. And you know how you do that? By providing him with a decent running back. And because the Indianapolis Colts don't want to give Jonathan Taylor his due process this is the result that you're going to get so any hope that the jacks that the indianapolis colts had in having a wonderful season it's not going to happen and speaking of a wonderful season the washington commanders 20 to 16 over the arizona cardinals so hopefully the commanders who are no longer under the repressive suppressive oppressive dictatorship of Daniel Snyder that is over with and the commanders with that nasty defense that I've been telling people because I've been watching the commanders during the preseason as due to the Yankees lackluster play I've been watching more NFL preseason than usual I want to try to get my shirt in here let me see but see if I get my shirt in here you don't see the Yankee fitted okay there we go but I have to read. So I think I will definitely try to get my contacts on when I do these uh, lives because the light's bouncing off my glasses. But whatever, 
we're going to get bigger and better. You know, I was watching one of Disturb, Disturb, the rock band who I saw in concert a couple of years back. Their first, one of their first videos, it's like, man, this is a corny ass video. But look at Disturb now. Known all around the world. So there's really nothing more for me to say about the Commanders and um, the Cardinals. But I will say this much. Las Vegas Raiders 17, Denver Broncos 16, final score. Again, that's definitely a win for me. Jimmy G, they get the win. And it was in Denver too. Russell Wilson, I don't know what's going on. It is now the Raiders' seventh straight win over the Broncos. The Denver Broncos are definitely fools for giving Russell Lemon all of that money before he played a game with them. But see, you get that beautiful background of all those authentic jerseys behind me. Oh, and I got to talk about Team USA. All right, let me speed this up a little bit. I'm doing pretty good for someone that still hasn't even hit the 45-minute mark. So Jimmy G, two touchdown passes to Jacoby Myers. And Sean, Sean Payton's first game is a loss. But let's read the box score because the box score will tell me all I need to know. Russell Wilson, 27-34, 177, two touchdowns. The running game has to get better. At the end of the day, it's a bad loss for the Broncos and Russell Lemon. And speaking of bad losses, NFL Red Zone, all I saw was the freaking Miami Dolphins slicing and dicing the Chargers defense for a 36-34 victory to a 466 yards. And Justin Herbert, who wasn't sacked the entire game, when it came down to the final two minutes where you needed to go on a game-winning drive and all you needed was a field goal, he couldn't even cross midfield. The Chargers in their defense continue to be porous. They give up big plays over and over again. And how about Tyreek Hill, who said this upcoming season, which is this current season, he said, I'm shooting for 2,000 yards, 11 catches, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Total devastation. Raheem Mosert, 10 carries, 37 yards, and a touchdown. As for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, again, he was given big money, didn't come through, 229 yards, one touchdown. The running game was good. Austin Eckler was there, 16 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Joshua Kelly, 16 touches, 91 yards, a touchdown. Herbert, 5 carries, 17 yards, a touchdown. But it's not enough. It's not enough to get the victory. So Tyreek Hill, he's burning teams left and right. If he sets his mind for 2,000 yards, I believe he's going to get it. Eagles over the New England Patriots, 25-20 final score. The one thing I saw in my TikTok live, Sports Opinion Log, is where you could follow me. A lot of Eagle fans were crying, saying it was a bad victory. And that's why talking about sports 
and dealing with sports fans, people don't know what they're talking about. When I last checked, a win is a win. So to be dissatisfied, to cry about your team getting a win, but you're not satisfied with how they won, what do you want? Maybe you should go on the field. And then you have this bullshit between Robert Kraft and Tom Brady where Robert Kraft is talking about how he's going to waive the four years to enter the Patriots' ring of honor. I mean, I guess Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls plus all those post-Super Bowl open-mouth kisses that Tom Brady laid upon Robert Kraft, I guess Brady earned that exemption where he will be honored four years earlier. Because, you know, all those loving kisses that Brady would share with Robert Kraft. <laughs> Us. Now, here's a disappointing loss. I thought the Bears were going to beat... The Packers, no Aaron Rodgers. Bad enough, the Packers, since 2019, 8-0 against the Bears. I'm thinking Justin Fields, new beginning, Jordan Love. People have questions about him, but no, Jordan Love throws for three touchdowns as the Bears annihilate, sorry, the Bears get annihilated by the Packers 38-20. Well, good for Jordan Love. Lord knows people, there were so many question marks hovering over his head. Especially Colin Coward on the herd. Oh my God, he was all over. He was all over Jordan Love. After he would talk about Aaron Rodgers, he would question Jordan Love saying he's not hearing anything special from him. But look at that. Look at him now. 15 to 27 passes for 245 yards with a QB rating of 123.2. So it looks like the uh, Packers will be doing pretty good post Aaron Rodgers. Unlike the New York Jets. Justin Fields, 24 of 37 for 216 yards. But now you had now we have to wonder. Can he be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears? Can he be the quarterback of the future? Oh boy, especially in this social media driven world where people literally take every game win or loss as, oh my God, it's the end of the season. Like the people, not the people, bang, bang, Niner gang in my lives on TikTok. Thank you for coming through. Lord have mercy. Talking about how the Steelers season is over. Imagine a fan of a team telling you that your season is over first game in. But I will say this to the Niner game that came through on my TikTok live sports opinion log. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Because at the end of the day, the Niners have won nothing. Since since Steve Young 
y'all still haven't won anything. You had Jimmy G and you had Colin Kaepernick and walked away with no Super Bowls. So you might want to pump the brakes on you being such a dominant team. And let's not forget, you're also cursed at the quarterback position. You could just ask Trey Lance. Rams over the uh, Seattle Seahawks 30-17 final score. I had had the Seahawks who disappointed. Yeah, they definitely did disappoint on that one. Uh, So, no Cooper Cup. Again, someone who was given big money and promptly gets injured. And what makes this loss even crazier, one, it's in Seattle. Two, Stafford throws for 334 yards with no Cooper Cup, no Kyren Williams, and Cam Akers. Excuse me for one second. I think I might have got that mixed up. Hold on here. Let me read that. Let me check that again. Nope. Yep. I'm correct on that. So, excuse me. It was Kyren Williams who ran for two and Cam Akers who ran for one. So, excuse me. I have to retract that error. It was no Cooper Cup. Okay. So, that is pretty good. The maximum recording is 60 minutes. Thank you very much. So, great. We're going to get into the week two predictions. But before I do that, the Yankees, uh, at one point, it seemed that things were going great for the New York Yankees. They had called up the Martian, Jason Dominguez, who it was revealed either earlier this week or last week that he has a torn UCL and is done for the season. So... The Yankees continue to be cursed. Whoever's got that voodoo doll needs to let it go already. And thank you for the people who are tuning into my live and tuning out because guess what? (laughs) It's only going to be a matter of time. It's only going to be a matter of time. So uh, the Yankees, they had a series against the Brewers. They got their ass handed to them. And I thought the Yankees could really turn around their season, but you know, you got I gotta believe until the Yankees have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, which I believe will be coming sometime this week. But uh, the Yankees did have a feel-good vibe going on where when they had taken hold on here, they had taken one, two, yeah, they won a series against Detroit. But then against the Brewers, they got smacked 8-2 and 9-2. And then on Sunday, yes, it was Sunday that it was revealed that the Martian, Jason Dominguez, with the torn UCL, it's very sad. Uh, But what's even sadder is that on Sunday, the Yankees had beat the Brewers 4-3, final score in 13 innings, but the Yankees' offense was no hit through 11 innings. That is insane. And then the Yankees were supposed to play Boston on Monday. Rained out. Then they beat the Red Sox in a doubleheader. 3-2 in game one. And 4-1 in the second game in which Rodon actually 
did decent. He went five innings and gave up only one earned run. Season high, nine Ks, despite issuing four walks. And in that victory, Aaron Boone becomes the eighth Yankee manager with 500 wins. So tip of the cap to Aaron Boone on that accomplishment. And of course, the social and media manipulation is that in all likelihood, if the Yankees, who clearly are not playoff contenders, they can't make, well, they had a chance, but they've lost far too many games. Uh, so the most they can do is try to end the season at 500 or better. So now it's the goal, the road to respectability. Can the Yankees get back to 500? Which, if I check the standings, with them sweeping the Red Sox in Fenway, the Yankees are currently tied with Boston at 73 and 72. Man, how the mighty have fallen. It is really sad to see. So I covered that. And then college football. Let's see, I got 10 minutes left. Shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury. Colorado Buffaloes, still 2-0. But I represent the Oregon Ducks. Hashtag Go Ducks, who survived 38-30 against Texas Tech. Thanks to Jeff Bassa with a pick six. Literally in the final minute of that game, which is good because uh, Bo Nick showing that he's a Heisman contender. He went on a beautiful 17 play drive where he completed four third downs. So that's definitely big time football, college football at its finest. And I am definitely ready for week four when the Colorado Rockies will be taking on the Oregon Ducks. So let's see, I've got 10 minutes here on the podcast. So I got to give the breakdown, profit decrees and predictions for NFL week two, starting with tomorrow, which is why this has to drop tonight. So I'm happy for the rain delay. Vikings at Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings to upset the Eagles in their house. Sunday, starting with the 1 o'clock games, we have the Raiders at the Buffalo Bills. Look for Josh Allen to get a measure of revenge after his humiliating Monday night loss to the Jets with his three interceptions. Baltimore at Cincinnati. It looks like Joe Burrow's going to have to show that he's worth that exorbitant amount of money that he was given. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City at Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are dangerous at home. I'm going to actually say look for the Jaguars to send Mahomes and the Chiefs to 0-2. This is a big-time gamble on my part, but you got I, I'm going to roll the dice with this because the Jaguars are dangerous at home. Chargers at Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. A lot of me being a Duck fan, there's a lot of bias when it comes to Justin Herbert. But after that, letdown against Tua and the Chargers defense. But when again, again, when you're being given a boatload of money, certain areas you're going to fail at. Packers at Falcons, give me the Packers. Seahawks at Detroit, 
Give me Detroit. Let's see if these new look lines are for real. If you could go into Arrowhead, there's no reason why you should not be able to defeat the Seattle Seahawks. Colts at Houston Texans. Okay, so we have two NFL rookies going head-to-head. -head. Because the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Bears at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Unfortunately, Justin Fields, the vibe isn't really positive right now. The Four Clockers, 405, Giants at Arizona. Give me the Giants. Niners at LA Rams. The Niners have beaten the Rams, I believe, eight or nine straight times. Give me the Niners and their dominance to continue over the LA Rams. Jets at Dallas Cowboys, 425 game. This should be an easy one for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not going to lie. From what I saw on Monday night, my first time watching a Jets game in its entirety, the Jets defense is no joke. If Dak Prescott isn't on the up and up, I'm not going to say it's going to be a Jets victory, but the margin of victory will be smaller. Commanders at Denver Broncos. I really like the commander's defense. Russell Lemon, I think his career is over. Pete Carroll truly knew what he was doing. Look for the commanders to go into Denver and get a victory. Miami Dolphins at New England for the Sunday night game. Give me the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill to go crazy. And Monday night football, we have a doubleheader. Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it looks like I'll be doing double duty. You can follow me on TikTok at Sports Opinion Log. I will be live for Monday Night Football, and I see it's a doubleheader. We got two games. New Orleans at Carolina Panthers. Give me... Yeah, I said yeah. New Orleans Saints at Carolina Panthers. Give me the Saints over the Panthers. There's the decrees, the predictions by the Prophet. Thank you very much for tuning in. The podcast has been made. I've killed two birds with one stone, which is something you don't hear often because in this day and age, no one speaks like that anymore. I forget what it's called, too. I want to say euphemism, but I could be wrong. So don't, don't uh, hold me to that. But I do see I have another five minutes. So we got the NFL business done. We got the Yankee done. Team USA comes home empty-handed, FIBA World Cup. I was hoping that they would bring home the gold. They couldn't even bring home the bronze. They lose to Canada. And as a result, the American government had to call the king, the chosen one. We are all witnesses to his greatness, LeBron James, to save the US of A. And he's looking to form a team of Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, maybe Anthony Davis, who knows? It's going to be crazy. But for the second time in a row, going back to 2019, in which they place seventh, the NBA's second-tier players, who are multi-millionaires, can't get the goddamn job done. Or excuse me, can't get the damn job done. And it is inexcusable. And of course, that cornball Noah Lyles, people want to go crazy when he was saying that NBA champions aren't champions of the world because it's only 
NBA teams, even though everybody wants to play in the NBA. That's why the NBA draft is so big. And that's why, thanks to the late commissioner, David Stern, that's why the NBA is global, because David Stern made the NBA a global product. And for the first time in recent memory, when I had watched the NBA draft, they're drafting from overseas, they're drafting from the G League, so you don't necessarily have to play college basketball anymore. Let's be real about it. Okay, so we'll see what happens. And then I see also that the NBA is, what, implementing a new rule where teams cannot sit two stars at the same time. To be honest with you, I don't care about that. What I care about is the back-to-back games. You have these multi-millionaires who get paid millions of dollars to play basketball for a living. I need your ass on the court with the exception of you being injured. You can't be tired because that's your fucking job. It's your fucking job to put on shorts, sneakers, and a tank top and put a leather ball through a nylon net. So can we stop acting like NBA players are being overworked? But I like the way they continually show Kawhi Leonard and Paul George when they say that. So yeah, the NBA had to approve a tougher resting policy and punishment for star players who sit out games. Yeah, including national TV and the in-season tournament. It's ridiculous. You don't have to work every year. We do know that, right? Like with the exception of you going to the playoffs and winning and getting to the NBA Finals, those are the only players who I think deserve the proper rest. But if your team ain't making the playoffs, if you get eliminated in the first round, What do you need rest for? And at the end of the day, it's your job to be a professional athlete and put bring that ass onto the basketball court. My goodness. Thank you very much, sports fans, for tuning in. Until next time. And again, Sports Opinion Log on TikTok, on YouTube. That's where I am. And that's where you can find me, Lex Anderson, signing out.